800 AM and 94.9 FM KINY Juno from the Alaska Airlines Studio. Local first. Now, News of the North. From the capital city, I'm Jazz Garrett. These are the stories we're following this hour. The Alaska legislature failed last night to override Governor Mike Dunleavy's veto and education funding. Madame Mayor Beth Weldon joined the morning show. Snow removal on Douglas Highway starts tonight. And December's statewide job count was up from December 2022. But first... The Alaska legislature failed last night to override Governor Mike Dunleavy's veto of $87 million in bonus public school funding last year and likely set a precedent for the way future legislatures consider veto overrides. Thank you. Will the secretary uh, announce the combined vote? 33 yeas, 26 nays. And so by a vote of 33 nays to 26 nays, um, the combined vote has uh, not overridden the governor's veto. Thursday's vote did not fall along party or caucus lines. 45 votes were needed to override. The failed override capped days of legislative maneuvering and months of unsuccessful lobbying by public education advocates. Attention now switches to a bill that would permanently increase the state's funding formula for public schools. The 40 members of the state house split 19 to 21, with the majority against the override. Representative Stanley Wright, a Republican from Anchorage, represents a district with schools being considered for closure by the Anchorage School District under proposed budget cuts. He was among the no votes and also said a permanent increase, not temporary funding, is needed. Madame Mayor Beth Weldon detailed a meeting she had yesterday with the Department of Transportation and Public Facilities on safety improvements to the Fred Meyer intersection. The first one, and they readily admit it, is not going to look like much. They're going to lower the speed limit from Sunny Point to Fred Meyer to 45, just trying to slow people down until they can construct stuff in the spring. And they're going to try and make the lanes even more obvious. And then the second is there will be uh, end up being a controlled intersection there, uh, which means a lighted intersection. Contrary to popular belief that does not make the rest of Eakin Drive 45 miles per hour, I thought it did, but it does not. And um, then the third phase, uh, extend Glacier Highway to McNugget intersection. So, The three-part plan is funding dependent. If funding is approved, the decreased speed limit for the outbound lane would not go into effect until next winter, and construction would begin next spring. Public Information Officer with DOT Sam Dapsevich is asking folks to be aware of snow removal operations on Douglas Highway starting tonight. We are going to be doing snow removal on Douglas Highway from the bridge south starting tonight, January 19th at 10 p.m. And we're going to keep doing this nightly uh, for a few nights. Um, We're asking that people refrain from parking along Douglas Highway between 10 p.m and six on those nights. And also, if you're out and about during that time period, please exercise caution and watch out for the snow removal crew. That equipment that they're using is very heavy, and it's much more difficult for them to get out of your way than it is for you to get out of their way. And we ask for people's patience while we work to clear the berms and the sidewalks along uh, Douglas Highway. 
December's statewide job count was up by 6,000 or 2.0 percent from December 2022, according to information provided by the Department of Labor and Workforce Development early this morning. Most Alaska industries grew over the year. Healthcare added 1,300 jobs with the strongest growth in hospitals. Mining and logging was up 700, as was transportation, warehousing, and utilities. Leisure and hospitality gained 600 jobs over the year, mainly in restaurants and bars. The information industry remained flat, while financial activities was down by 100 jobs. Government job growth was led by federal government, followed by local government, which includes public schools. State government was down 100 jobs over the year. Alaska's seasonally adjusted unemployment rate was 4.5 percent in December, and the U.S. rate was 3.7 percent. Coming up, the Wild Fish Conservancy is asking the Biden administration to list southern Alaska king salmon as an endangered species. That story next with Jordan Lewis, when News of the North continues. A Washington state-based environmental group, the Wild Fish Conservancy, is filing a petition asking the Biden administration to list southern Alaska king salmon as an endangered species, following through on a notice of intent filed last year. The 68-page petition says that the king salmon, also known as Chinook, are threatened by climate change and competition from hatchery-raised fish, and that existing state and federal management are failing to stem their decline. Many of these stock have already been designated as stocks with yield concern under the Sustainable Salmon Policy. Alaska Commissioner of Fish and Game Doug Vincent Lang says the department is already taking action to rebuild the stocks moving forward. We're instituting a marine science research program. Um, we're cooperating with other entities to, to address it. We're adopting um, stocks of concern and action plans to, to try to rebuild the stocks to get them back up to their um, yield portfolios that they historically supported. You know, we have a constitutional obligation for sustained yield management, so we're going to demonstrate to NIMS over the next several, next six to eight months that, that we have the tools necessary to, to manage these stocks sustainably now and in the future. Vincent Lang says it's not necessary to list Chinook as an endangered species. Although there are some troubles with king salmon not meeting their escapement goals, it's important to realize that escapement goals that the state has are developed around maximum sustained yield. So we may be failing to provide yield in certain instances, but we are a long ways from seeing that these stocks are going to go extinct now or in the foreseeable future. The Endangered Species Act shouldn't be used as a tool to prevent the precautionary the cautionary listing is a tool to, to prevent their extinction now, you know, in the next hundred years. If that's the system, what don't you potentially list? The petition could lead to restrictions on Chinook fisheries and on other types of salmon fisheries that accidentally harvest or encounter Chinooks. You potentially lose con- management control over Chinook salmon stocks, and the decisions on how those stocks are going to be managed is going to become a federal decision. And if you look back at statehood, one of the principal factors leading to Alaska statehood was we had federal control of our salmon fisheries, and that did not turn out well for Alaska. So we fought hard to gain part one of the premises of statehood was to gain control of our salmon fisheries. And I think we've done a good job with our salmon fisheries. So federal control was not something that I think Alaskans are looking forward to in terms of our salmon management. The decision to list will go to the National Marine Fishery Service. They will review the request and decide if they need to advance a 12-month status review. The Alaska Department of Fish and Games website will provide updates throughout the process. 
The Conservancy has already drawn intense criticism from Southeast Alaska small boat troll fishermen and some Alaska-based conservation groups for a federal lawsuit it filed in 2020. The lawsuit, which is still playing out on appeal, challenged a key federal authorization that was needed for state managers to open the troll Chinook fishery each year. The Conservancy's executive director, Emma Helverson, did not respond to a request for additional comment. The Alaska Marine Highway System's 2024 summer schedule is now available for reservations. The summer schedule was designed to accommodate coastal communities' special events to the greatest extent practicable. The department will also contract supplemental service if needed to cover service disruptions. And Junus Hatushlishish members traveled to Cake yesterday to attend Cake Day today. In observance, where Alaska Quaker friends seeking right relationships will be providing an apology for mission school institutions at both Cake and Douglas Island. This apology, along with a monetary donation, is a follow-up from the Orange Shirt Day apology presented at Gaston Elementary School two years ago, according to Jamie Ann Stiltine. Quaker friends came and gave an apology two years ago at the Orange Shirt Day event at Saik. And so this is a follow-up link to that apology. And so this is a very good uh, first step towards healing for our people here so that we can join hands together and walk forward together in a better way for healing for all of us. Now you're up to date with News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. For continuous updates, visit our website, KINYradio.com.